Hi everyone, welcome back to the Paro Podcast. I am James Prescott, your host. Welcome back to the show. Um, and uh, this week it's part two of our of a series on kind of superheroes and mythical stories and uh, and explorations of grief. And with me again is uh, my friend Amanda Held Opel. Welcome back. Thanks, James. I'm really excited about this conversation. I know I said this uh, last time we talked about Batman, but you I would just want to congratulate you again on being the only person in the world to ever get me excited about superhero stories. Like, I'm like thinking of when I will now have time to watch every single Batman movie there was every every single superman movie that was ever made i'm like trying to figure out how to get my kids to bed earlier at night so that i can go through all those as quick as possible yeah um absolutely oh yeah definitely don't i would the, the batman movies i would recommend and we talked about this in the last episode um batman begins i would definitely watch that one the batman is a good one to watch as well those are ones that when we talked about the most in in the last episode so that's that one the Batman ones. Um, I would actually watch the whole Nolan trilogy as well because the character arc is brilliant. And then Superman, definitely start with Superman 78, like the original Superman movie. Yeah. Which I have uh, seen when I was much younger, though. But I feel like it's time for me to watch it again as a grown person. So Yeah, and everyone yeah. I've introduced to this to that movie yeah, who maybe hasn't seen it or forgot they've seen it loves it. Like yes, everyone. Yeah, I so many people for that movie during lockdown, and they all loved it. Like so, uh, and we all kind of fell in love with the character as a result. So it's like I'm quite proud of the fact that I've done that. He's <laughs> uh, probably my favorite movie of all time. I probably you know. Um, yeah, so, um, I know that movie so well. Like um, I always connect with it on an emotional level. Like Superman. We're going to talk about Superman today, so it's appropriate to talk about it. But I saw that movie. The first time I saw that movie was when I was four years old i think like um and we videoed it off, off a tv like because it it came out in 1978 so i was like too young to watch it at the cinema yeah but i uh i remember just watching it and i was absolutely awestruck by it. i just loved this character like he was just this i think it was just that he was this fundamentally good person who yeah. cared about people and was sincere and was yeah. trustworthy and just wanted to help out. Yeah. And didn't have, like, he was just kind. And yeah, when you're a child, you can intuitively sense who is safe and who isn't. That's and right. I knew he was safe. Mm. Um, I just really kind of connected and fell in love with the character when I was, when I was very young. And um, I still love that character now. Like, I've, it's a deep emotional connection like yeah uh, you know and um superman like his whole from his whole identity is that he is well basically he's a dork like he's a fundamentally good person he's yeah. kind he's sensitive he's caring he's a friend he's trustworthy he will do the right thing like he will not kill anyone he will not um hurt anyone he uh, wants to protect people and save people. He wants to do good, like, and he's almost good to the point of being naive. Like, um, you know, he's got, he's kind of like a dork with superpowers. Yeah, like, which is why so, I love him because I'm a bit of a dork, 
right? And I'm, you know, I'm I, I can be quite. I think I'm a bit like him, you know. In, he's like who I always wanted to be. I'm not sure whether I was already like that and I just resonated with him, or whether I wanted to be that. I think it's a bit of both. Maybe a little bit of. So this is what I was hoping you could do, like you did in the last episode, where you kind of walked me through the story of Batman. So I want you to pretend like some of your listeners are like me and have just this very skimmed the surface knowledge of the Superman story. Like I have a, I'm like I know Lois Lane plays a very important role in his life because I actually named my daughter Lois not after Lois Lane, but I just liked the name for lots of reasons. But now I'm like I need to know more about this franchise because of the the lowest the lowest character because okay. I have a lowest character in my life so so walk us through just the high points maybe of Superman's life and story you know three okay. five minute summary kind of thing okay so Superman his his original birth his birth name is Kal-El and he is um he is from another planet he's from another galaxy like with a different sun and a planet called Krypton right and that planet is dying, basically. And his dad is like a renowned scientist, like the leading scientist on the planet. And he says, like, the planet is dying. We need to evacuate. And all the other people on Krypton say, no, we don't. Um, so because, and so he kind of is resigned to his fate, but he, he sends his baby to Earth. Um, and the, he chooses Earth because... Uh, Earth reminds me a bit of Krypton thousands of billions of years before, uh, and also because if because because Earth has a yellow sun, um, Kal-el's molecular structure will give him superpowers. Okay, right. That's why he has powers because of the sun, really, and because of his his kind of DNA is different and. Um, so it's, it's like his senses are heightened in one sense. And so he's got super strength, super hearing, you know, x-ray vision, heat vision. He can fly, obviously. Um, he can move really fast. Like he's, so he's, um, and that's all because of his genetic makeup, basically. Um, and so Krypton explodes and he is sent away, um, to earth. And then he's found by the Kents who are, um, they are they're fundamentally good people and they're farmers uh, in America in Kansas and they have not been able to have a child and so they find him in this field they find his spaceship and they bring him up as their own um, as Clark Kent and so he grows up again he's he's loved he's nurtured he's supported he is um he has a healthy family upbringing right which what when we yeah. talked last time we talked about the difference that makes in the molding of a hero or a villain so often yeah both heroes and villains have some kind of childhood trauma childhood lost but it is the it is when the per, when the traumatized person experiences love that sometimes that grief is transformed into a superpower and they become the hero um, as opposed to the villain who is left alone in their trauma, who's misunderstood in their grief, um, has no one to intervene and love them unconditionally. Their grief often transforms them into the villain. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And that, and that just, I love how you said before, it's a, it's a not, not that it's a binary that we all in some ways exist on this scale, but we get tipped one side or the other, perhaps based on the intervening love. That yeah, we yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, like imagine, imagine Superman or Kal-El have been found by a corrupt politician or businessman or whatever, yeah. like um, would have been horrible because someone with his powers could take over the world and unchallenged. Like, yeah. like he was, nobody could stop him. So, um, but Clark grows up as this idealistic, sincere, inherently good person who believes the best in everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'll fill and, you in on a little bit of American culture that might fill this, that fill out this story for you in a very small way, but like, Kansas is a Midwestern state. Like my husband grew up with basically both of his parents grew up in kind of a farming culture. Their, their generations before them were dairy farmers in the Midwest, different state, uh, Wisconsin, but similar, similar culture to a Kansas uh, agricultural um, society. And they are kind of known as being the salt of the earth, honest, I don't know if idealistic is the right word, but just um, good almost to the core. Um, they see the needs that other people have and they want to serve those needs. So I think it's I, this is a little bit of that I had forgotten that he grew up on a farm raised by Midwesterners, yeah. Midwestern farmers yeah. in Kansas. Yeah. And now all of a sudden everything makes so much sense. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the whole thing. He's the farm boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's hard. That's who he is, really. He doesn't. He doesn't have an ego, you know. He doesn't. Uh, he could have an ego, with the powers that he has. But it's. It's almost like. I don't know. It's like he's just a good person who got powers by accident. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like um, and, but he does feel the the kind of the weight of the responsibility of, of having those powers, like yeah. Um, like, I mean, we're talking about Superman 78, which is, again, it's an origin story. Yeah. Um, um, his father dies of a heart attack when he's 18. So he's not murdered or anything. He just dies of a heart attack. Right. And and this is the key to this movie as well. This in, And when they, when they bury him, Clark says to himself, all these things I can do, all these powers, and I couldn't even save him. Like... Yeah. It's like, and that is a that's a big moment in the movie. That's a almost like the through line of the whole movie is is yeah. that is that that he's got all these powers, but he couldn't save his dad. He couldn't save he couldn't save his dad from having a heart. He couldn't stop a heart attack. He couldn't. There's certain things that he can't control. Yeah, and that he can't prevent. And um, in that movie, that kind of drives him because when he becomes Superman he's all about saving people, right? If you watch Superman, the movie, there is not a fight scene in that movie. Superman does not punch anybody in that movie. Mm. Wow. I mean, that's like pretty amazing for a superhero movie. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't fight anybody. He doesn't beat anybody up. He doesn't, there's no fight scenes. It's all Superman saving people. Yeah. Like, wow. And he uses his powers and it's spectacular. Like it's really yeah. spectacular. But, there's no fights, like, and that, and that's what one of the things I love that movie is that, like, that's that that exactly is who Superman is. He doesn't he doesn't do that kind of thing. Like, like he won't 
he won't do that. Like he's he's he wants to save people. And in this movie, part of his drive to save people is he couldn't save his dad. Yeah. So, so that's a part of that's a part of the story you you I gather has found have found really particularly compelling. Yeah. Like what is it about that element of his story that you find so um yeah, so compelling and and draws you in so much. You mean about the death of his father? Yeah. Well, I think, I think for me, the reason I find that compelling, I think that this is a personal thing because I was the eldest. I am the eldest in my family, um, and so I, when my mother got really ill, I, I kind of, when I was eight years old, I kind of psychologically, I didn't know that I was doing this at the time, but I psychologically assigned myself the role of protector. I will yeah. take care of the family. I will make it. I will make sure everything, everyone is okay. My, I don't matter. Everyone else matters more than me. I yeah. will save everybody else. I will protect everybody else. And so when my mother died, I blamed myself. I thought it was my fault because I, I couldn't save her. So that's that line. Like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't even save him. Like, you know, it's, I, I resonate with that. Like, that I wanted, I wanted to save my mother. I yeah. would love if I, you know, I, I, but there's nothing I could have done. Even if I got, even if I'd been at her side when she had her asthma attack. There's nothing I could have done. Right. That feeling of powerlessness is like anyone who's been through a kind of a, the loss of a loved one understands this. It's like you feel powerless. You feel like like you wanted to stop this happening, but you couldn't. And there's nothing yeah. you could have done. Right. Um, and even then, even when you know this, you can still end up blaming yourself because because you know because you don't because because it's just a natural, it'll be a human reaction. And I think like, and Superman's story doesn't always involve his, his dad dying, by the way, there are Superman comic books where his dad doesn't die. Interesting. And becomes like a mentor to him instead, which is a really interesting dynamic. And it's a different kind of story. I think that's what they're going to explore in the new movies. Um, and I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, but I think that the, in, in, in the movie that I'm talking about, um, the 1978 movie. He, that, the death of his father was a key moment in the movie. Um, and this is when we get to Lois. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. like because uh, Clark, um, you know, he goes to the North Pole. He goes to this fortress of solitude where his dad's consciousness is, and he gets. He spends 12 years traveling through the universe with his dad. This advanced technology being trained being like you know and he comes back and like then it's like a little montage um and it's, it's amazing soundtrack it's john williams soundtrack it's brilliant it's unbelievable the soundtrack to that movie is amazing um and he comes back to earth and his father's played by uh, marlon brando who's brilliant in the movie oh love him yeah and i thought his english accent in that, in that movie is so good i thought marlon brando was english until like like I saw The Godfather, right? Oh, okay. That's good to hear because I wouldn't know what a good British accent is. So good to hear from you. <laughs> yeah, it's a brilliant accent. It's very convincing. Like I wouldn't have known he was American. Um, remember when I was four years old when I first saw it, so I wouldn't have known who Marlon Brando was. <laughs> like, um, but then he comes, then he, like at 30, he becomes Superman, then he goes to Metropolis, right? And uh, And there he meets... Lois Lane, one of the first people that he meets. And I think for Clark, 
I think he's there's an immediate attraction to, to to her because Lois is beautiful, but she's also very smart, very independent, um, and a very strong character. Like the relationship between Clark and Lois is actually the best representation of it is in Smallville, which is another great, which is a much longer but very very good exploration of the development of Superman's character. Um, because it starts off when he's fifteen years old, yeah, um, and it ends when on the day that he becomes Superman, basically. So, if you've got time, watch that show as well because that's a really interesting, interesting show. Um, um, but yeah, in that in that iteration, like, and this I think this is the best, the best iteration is that to start with Clark and Lois kind of like love to hate each other, like they kind of annoy each other right yeah. you know like how you see those people who like they really annoy each other and get on each other's nerves and don't they fall in love right it's that yeah yeah it's that kind of relationship right and um so there's there's a connection very quickly like but it's it's not a romantic connection initially right and um but in like when they meet as adults which is what they normally meet because in school they meet as kind of teenagers like well like you know, older teenagers, like 18, 19, whatever. But, um, but in, the, in the comics and in the movie, they meet as adults. And in that, it's kind of a... It's an interesting dynamic. Like, again, there's always, like, an instant connection between them because they're different personalities. Like, he's very sincere and all this kind of thing. And she's a bit more cynical and a bit more, like, yeah. worldly-wise. Yeah. Well. Like, she's... Her father is in the army, um, okay, and her mother died very when she was very young. Okay, and she's kind of the eldest as well, so she's very driven. She's very, I've had to survive in a masculine world kind of thing. Yeah, um, I gotcha. Yeah, so she's a bit cynical of Clark's sincerity to start with, and Superman's as well. Doesn't quite believe that they're as good as they say they are, right? And yeah, yeah. Um, but they they build a relationship with Clark and with. Superman simultaneously, like, and there's different versions of this in the movie. In suit, in this Superman, the movie 1978 that I've talked about, she's kind of all dreamy and gushy when she's with Superman. Like, you know, she's like really attracted to him. When she's with Clark, she just dismisses him. Like, he's not, he doesn't even pay attention to him. Like, and there's actually this great scene in that movie where Lois does an interview with Superman. And he flies off, and then you hear a knock at the door, and it's Clark. Mm. And like Christopher Reeve was very particular about playing Clark and Superman almost as different characters. Uh. In that Clark is like in that movie, Clark is like the disguise, so he's all bumbling and he's like he's a bit like he's stooped over a bit and. Like you know, a bit clumsy, all that kind of thing, right? And um, in order to distract from the fact that he's like Superman, when he's yeah. Superman, he's standing, he stands up very straight, very tall. He's very confident, like you know, all that kind of thing. And there's this moment where Clark is there, and he's like, he's just had this amazing experience with Lois as Superman, and he wants to tell Lois. Yeah. So he takes his glasses off, and this is like he's a Clark. He takes his glasses off. And then he stands up really straight and suddenly he's Superman. Uh, Not even in the costume. 
Yeah. And he starts talking like Superman, going to tell Lois, and then he chickens out, and suddenly, uh-huh. and suddenly the body language changes back again. It's uh, brilliant acting. It's brilliant acting. Like, yeah. it's, um, because the, he's playing two different roles, and he's like, and it's and that's very intentional because he doesn't want people to realize who he is, because he wants to protect the people that he loves. Um, okay, so this is very interesting to me, and I want you to explain this or talk more about what's going on here. Is this like? dual character this idea like this is the thing i think a lot of people relate to when it comes to superman or they find intriguing is this idea that we all we all play roles right for various reasons in our lives like maybe we're playing a role because we're trying to protect ourselves protect somebody else whatever but i think all of us live with this feeling of if they only really knew me or there's a part of me that i keep buried or a part of me that i don't show or reveal Mm -hmm. And how, I don't know, I just think that's a really interesting motif in this story because I think we can all relate to that. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think there is a, there is a tragedy in that he, that he feels like he has to, for the sake of being Superman, he has to hide who he is from the world. Yeah, so why is this? Why does he have to hide who he is to the world? Like, help me understand that. I think it's because he feels responsible. Like, like, he feels like if people knew who he was, then the people that he loves could be at risk, right? And so he doesn't want to put their lives in danger. Like he, um, you know, he's, it, it's a kind of moral thing with him. Like in the, some of the more recent stories, there's not as much difference between Clark and Superman as in that movie. Um, I don't think they need, I think it's really emphasized in that movie. And it's done very well. I don't think Clark has to be that as as different as he is in that movie all the time, but there has to be enough of a difference that you couldn't tell it was him because ultimately they've both got the same physique. They've got the same hair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Clark's got a different hairstyle. And Clark just wears glasses, right? Now, um, in The Man of Steel, which was the, like the modern take 10 years ago, Lois kind of is such a good journalist that she basically figures it out. Oh, interesting. Before he even becomes Superman, she figures out that it's Clark Kent with these powers. Um, Which I kind of liked because it it was like, this kind of shows that Lois isn't this kind of of typical, stereotypical woman who's just so blind that she can't see what's right in front of her, you know? Um, But I do like the exploration of, of how she figures out who Superman is. Like, that's... Um, and I hope that in the new movies they they don't rush that because she she gets to know Clark and Superman at the same time, and it takes her a while to figure out like that they're the same person. Um, but she does eventually, like, and and I think that's when she real I think that's when she realizes that he's not this sincerity and this kindness is not fake; it's real. And um, Superman Clark. Superman slash Clark kind of helps redeem Lois in a way in that he he shows her that there are good people in the world mm-hmm. and that this kind of world that she's been brought up in where everyone's got an agenda, everyone's got, there's, you know, nobody is, nobody is, is good, you know, um, that that's wrong and that, you know, gives her hope, I guess. Like he inspires her the way that he inspires everybody else. Yeah. Um, and 
and he's in love with her. I mean, don't like. There's no question. Like Clark is in, is attracted to Lois very quickly, right? Um, and it's not like a one-sided thing at all. Like, um, so yeah, it's a it's a it is a beautiful love story, and Superman seventy eight really plays on that, and it it's kind of the heart of the movie. And it's interesting because what happens, we talked about how his father dying drives him to want to save people and how he feels like powerless for not being able to stop it, right? And in that movie, there's an earthquake caused by Lex Luthor, who's his enemy. And he basically saves the whole world. He saves the country. Like, he stops this earthquake. He stops people from dying. Like, he does everything like everything right. And, he's, and then, but in the midst of this, Lois is caught in this earthquake her car is caught in this earthquake and she dies and he realizes too late to stop it so there's this and, and until this moment we haven't seen superman express any emotion in the movie he's just been like you know i'm superman i'm doing the right thing i'm gonna you know i'm not gonna he doesn't really convey any emotion or let let his guard down yeah. and then he then he sees and then the scene where he finds the car with her body buried in it. It's brilliant acting because he his body language changes. He rips the door off the car. Yeah. Like and pulls her body out and just and then he just sits with her, like and cradles her, like gently, and just like and there's kind of this emotion, like like and then a period of time passes and then you see him again and he stands up and start and he's cry he's absolutely all over the place like and yeah um he starts nodding, he starts shaking his head like like this like and then he just screams like in anger rage grief like like and just flies into the air and you see this there's this there's this great gif of this on twitter as well actually <laughs> of like just flying to the sky like really angry like yeah um and like uh and it's and then he goes into the sky and it's like his two fathers appear and it's like a metaphorical thing, really, but it's, Sorry, the yeah, yeah. it's the voices of his two fathers. Like his Kryptonian father is saying, like, you should not interfere in human history. Like, you mm. have a duty, you can't do this. Like, and then his father, then the voice of his earthly father saying, like, this is what he tells him just before he dies, you were here for a reason. Mm. Like, and so he's oh, he's gonna have to disobey one of his fathers to like and Basically, what happens is Superman just decides I'm going to do something about this, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he wind, turns back time, basically. Oh wow! And so Lois I've seen, I've gotten all of this from watching it as a as a he kid. Turns the world back, like obviously scientifically that's not accurate, but but for dramatic effect, it kind of works. He turns the world back, and time goes back, and Lois is alive again, and everyone's saved and everything, and so he. Um, and then he, and then there's this moment where he, where he flies back to the exact same spot, and Lois is in in the car trying to start the car because it's not working, and it's just the way he looks at her. It's like this kind of, it's kind of dorky. It's like this kind of, you know, just genuine love. You know, like he just, yeah, he feels like he's accomplished something. Like he's, uh, and the way he talks to her is like pretty dorky in that scene. Like he doesn't talk to her like like Superman. Like um, it's it's kind of 
sweet. Um, you know, and then that's and that's that's it. That's kind of the end. That's kind of like the end of the movie almost. But it, but it's but that is that, I didn't realize this till like a year ago, which is amazing because I've watched the movie so many times. But that whole movie is driven by his grief. Like, yeah, the grief of losing his father drives him to save Lois. Because he will not lose somebody else that he loves. He will not, like, I'm going to use my powers to to stop this because I can. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to keep losing people that I love. And, uh, you know, it's very powerful. Yeah. So love is a big driver of this movie and grief as well. Like, it's it's really powerful. Like, um, and it's quite emotional watching it as well. I always, I mean, I can't watch that movie without crying. Like, I just can't. Like, so, um, especially with the soundtrack, because the music makes it as well. Yeah. It just makes it. So, yeah, very interesting. You've told me that you feel like Superman in some ways is like a friend to you or a safe place, this idea, this feeling of almost protection when you experience the character and I, I want to hear more about that and why you think that is. Oh, I think it's just, I think I am as a person, I'm quite sincere and I have a tender heart and I'm quite sensitive and I want to believe, um, people are good and I want to believe that the world is good and I want to believe that we can be better and, and, and I don't like cynicism and I don't like like I've never liked any of that like and the, I think I've always been that way you know and there's a child likeness to that mm-hmm. um but I, I I've accepted that's part of who I am and I think when I met when I met this character Superman I saw that in somebody else yeah and I was like, I, I want to, I want to be this. I want to be like this. We need more. The like, I was. I think it's like for me, it's like the world needs people like this. Yeah, yeah. Like um, one of the things I've mentioned about the new Superman movie is that about the character is one of the things, and this is, I think this is a direct quote. He is kindness in a world where kindness appears old fashioned. Mm. I'm like, well, that's and. It. That's the heart. That's yeah. the heart of the character. Like he is inherently good. Yeah. Um, in a world which is quite cynical and which is quite negative, which can be yeah. which can assume the worst of people. He he's like an antidote to that. Where that's power, what like power, so often corrupts people, right? And here you you have this character who is infinitely, it seems, powerful, and yet that power has not corrupted him. It's actually seemed to have made him better. How is that possible? Yeah, I think that's such a, what's the, the intriguing bit to me. Yeah, and that's an interesting dynamic to the character because, like, Lex Luthor, his biggest enemy, is a billionaire, mm. right? So yeah. he has power of a different kind. Yeah, which he uses obviously for bad, for evil, for you know, for and and one of the things that they did in the comics, I've never seen this in the movies, but I hope they do this in the movies, is that super, is that Lex Luthor can't believe that Superman is inherently good. One of the things he hates about Superman is you have all this power and you don't do anything with it. You just use it to help people. Like, if he can't, he can't connect with that. Mm, he doesn't understand it. Because he's like, if I had your powers, I would I would do different things. I would take over the world. Would, like, you know, 
like how can you how can you be such a good person with all these powers like mm. you know? um and that's often the like the dichotomy between those two uh, is that lex is a genius scientific genius and a billionaire businessman with a, with one with one kind of power like and superman is just this farm boy from kansas and has all these superpowers and like one uses their power for bad for evil or for you know like to control people and one of them uses it just to save people and yeah. that's why they're such great enemies because they have power of different kinds but one of them uses their powers to help people one of them uses them to harm people yeah one, that's right. and lex doesn't un- often doesn't understand why superman uses his powers to help people because that's not yeah. his experience of the world right yeah and this is actually kind of explored in Smallville. Luckily, has a really interesting character arc in Smallville because he's in that movie, in that, and this is from the comics as well. Lex and Clark are childhood friends. Interesting, right? And um, who end up becoming mortal enemies. And the way they do this in the in the, in the show is that basically like Alex kind of gets corrupted by his father, who's also a billionaire and he's right. really corrupt. So that's part of it. Okay. Um, but part of it also is that is Lana, is Lana, their relationship with Lana. Cause Lana Lang is, is Clark's childhood sweetheart, right? Okay. He doesn't, it's not who he ends up with, but it's his childhood sweetheart. Um, and she kind of knows who he is and everything. And they become friends when he goes to Metropolis, but they never end up together. But in this show, she's like his first love. And because he's got this, these powers, he can't tell her. He won't tell her to protect her. Yeah. But he keeps disappearing because he goes off to save people and he can't explain himself. Yeah. So he's not there for Lana when he wants to be. And this ends up pushing Lana into the, the, the arms of, Lo- of, 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 of Lex. Interesting. And she ends up wow. marrying him. Wow. Um, and I mean, it doesn't last very long because... Lex Luthor kind of lies to her to control her and she realizes this and leaves him very quickly. But, but, and this kind of basically destroys the relationship between Lex and and Clark. And he's, because he's trying to keep this secret about his powers. He doesn't want, he can't, he doesn't want to tell anyone for their own protection. Yeah. But it means that they think he's lying to them and that he doesn't trust them and gives a different impression of him to certain people. Um, and I think in the last episode of Smallville, Clark and Lex kind of have this little conversation and, and Clark says, I'm sorry I couldn't save you. Mm. Like, wow. Like almost like that's his biggest regret. Yeah. Like, I couldn't save him becoming this villain. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't have to be this way. You didn't have yeah. to go down this path. Like, and I wish I could have stopped you, but I couldn't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that's a really interesting dynamic in Smallville, which is why it's such a good show. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like 10 seasons of Smallville, which is 24 episodes each season, so it's a lot. But <coughs> but it's a definitely a show that's worth watching. Like, I love that show. For me, that's a great interpretation of the Superman legend. Like, it's um... And again, he's this idealistic farm boy. Yeah, right? yeah. And then he loses his father, like halfway through, like season five, and for the next few seasons, he kind of goes to a dark place where he yeah. almost loses his faith in people. Wow. Like, almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. he becomes a bit more cynical. He he kind of takes the burden on himself. Like, he mm-hmm. 
you know, he's he tries to protect everybody else, like yeah. to his own detriment. Um, and in the end, he gets he gets redeemed and he rediscovers his hope again. Yeah, like, and part of that is because of Lois. It's yeah. Lois kind of towards the end of Smallville, it starts to blossom and grow, and they become a couple, and he finds out who he is and all this kind of thing. And that is almost like he rediscovers that hope again. And yeah. and that is the catalyst for them and then go on to become Superman. Um, so that's that's a really interesting dynamic in that show. Um, obviously, you don't have time for that in a movie. But, um, yeah, so Clark's like, I don't know why, why I even started saying this, but like, um, oh, yes, yes. But Clark has all these powers and just will not, um, use them to harm people. He just won't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I think that's he wants to do the right thing. He wants to help people, um, and he's fundamentally trustworthy. And I think, like yeah. for me, I've been hurt so many times, and I've been abandoned by people, and I've lost a parent, and and that feels like abandonment at the time. It can feel like abandonment because even though they're not choosing to leave you, they've gone. Yes, like, yeah. So um but he's always been like he's he's always been there. Like he's always there. Yeah. Um like he uh and like he's fundamentally tr- honest and safe. And yeah. I think that's why I I still connect with that character and it's why I, get, I got quite emotional when I was reading about um the kind of character they want to bring into this new movie that they're making and yeah i saw that it was this character i was like i know that when i see the first trailer for that movie i'm going to just lose yeah. it because it's because and i think it's because i i fundamentally believe that we need characters like superman we so need- tell me more about that because i think i i actually think we're losing characters like him i think we are we are moving moving more towards the anti-hero character, maybe the character we feel like we can relate to at the more um, day-to-day or particular level, you yeah. know, because they're, they're, they're flawed and they're, they have so many elements of the villain in them. And maybe we see that in ourselves. And I guess the other thing is I, well, I'll ask that question next but that's what i want to know is like what what, how how do you feel like the superman hero kind of stands out and is maybe a remnant of a bygone era that era Mm. that we need to keep you know that we need to preserve yeah Uh, yeah, i I mean i've said this for years i think in a world which is so cynical and there's so much we've been through so much collectively in the last few years you know brexit trump pandemic um you know um and so many other things um and it all can all can all feel so negative and you know traumatic and like almost giving up on ourselves giving up on yeah. humanity um i i have always felt that we need characters like superman to remind us that 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 people can still be good that and that there is that there is hope, even when things are difficult. Um, like one quote from Superman, uh, I don't know which Superman it was. Hope is the light that leads us out of darkness. Mm. Like that's Beautiful. you know, which kind of is like who Superman is. And it's like it's 
we should never give up on ourselves. We should never give up on the idea that the world can be better, that people can be better, that yeah. that we can change things, that that it's that, that it's not we're not all just like doomed to destruction. We're not all um and that things can be different if we believe it. And um and I think I think people connect when people believe that about a character, they connect with that. I think what the thing about the really interesting thing about Superman seventy eight um is that it came out in nineteen seventy eight and um that was just after Watergate, it was just after it was a very difficult political time. It was like people were looking for hope at that point. Yeah. Yeah. They just elected Jimmy Carter because he represented mm. hope, right? Yeah. And and Star Wars was a big hit, and that movie was called A New Hope, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's all about Luke Skywalker, who's also this idealistic character. And um, I think one of the reasons this story connected with so many people was because people wanted and were looking for hope. And they maybe even didn't realize they were, but they saw these stories and they were they'd absolutely connected with the best part of them. And I think like Batman connects to people because we've all suffered trauma. Like Batman yeah. is, somebody said this to me once. So Superman is like how how we would like the world to be. Yeah. Batman is how the world actually is. Yes. Like, yeah. And that's yeah. that's why they're different. And because yeah. like Batman is kind of like very much um, not he's not completely cynical, but he but he is honest about how the world is and about how yeah. people can be. And he's not like he doesn't. He's not an idealist, really. I mean, he. I mean, in some ways, he is, because because he wants to, he wants justice, you know. Yeah. Um. But in, in the, he's not like Superman at all. Like, yeah. um There's you know, there's, there's this kind of sincerity about him. He's, you know, he's willing to, you know, engage with the darkness as it yeah. were. And whereas Superman is. Again, like we talked about, this is sincerity, this idealism, this like belief that you can be better, and this is why these two characters are such a good dynamic because they all kind of help each other. Yeah, like Batman helps Superman kind of understand that the world isn't always as he would like it to be. Yeah, and Superman helps Batman understand that actually we can be better. We there is hope. Like we don't have to be cynical all the time. Like, yeah, and that's why they're such a good team. And that's why I want to see that. I want to see this in the movies because the Batman Superman movie that we got was not an accurate script, like an accurate representation of the dynamic between those two characters. They both they both help each other grow because they're so yeah. different, and they yeah. kind of complement each other. They almost almost like two sides of the same coin. Like Superman is an alien with superpowers who's a bit of a dork and a good good guy. Batman is a human being with very real problems. Um. Um, who's engaged with like the reality of the world we live in, and wants to do something to stop it? Like, so they're kind of, yeah. they're, they're kind of like the, the yin and yang, I guess. You know, it's like that's why they're such. They're the two greatest superheroes of all time for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, because uh, and you know, it's and it's really interesting actually with the MCU because you have Tony Stark, who's a billionaire, who becomes a superhero and uses his intelligence and his, you know, his resources to become a superhero. Yeah. And you've got Captain America, who Steve Rogers, who is this idealistic guy, this good guy, um, 
who gets powers and is a bit of a dork and wants to do the right thing all the time. Yeah. And their, yeah. their, their relationship basically was the, the driver for the whole MCU for like 10 years. Yeah. 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 It's very similar to the Batman Superman relationship. Yeah. It's not exactly the same, but it's but there's some similar. similarities. Yeah. And well, I'm, and yeah. Well, I was just going to ask you, I think you shared with me in a message one time that you were saying that the creators of the Superman story, right? If you talk about this idea of searching for hope and what Mm. the world could be, that the creators of the Superman story were Jewish people, maybe clearly reflecting on the horrors of the Holocaust. And that would obviously be in their mind as they're creating it. Can you tell tell me more about that? Yeah, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster were Jewish Jewish men in America in the 1930s, so before uh, the war, even. Yeah. Um, but oppression of Jewish people was happening in Germany already. It was happening in parts of Europe already. It was everywhere, America everywhere. too. Like but it was, it yeah. yeah. And there was this kind of idea of the Superman, which was like the Aryan Superman, like blonde hair, athletic, yes. like all this kind of yeah. thing. That was what was called the Superman, right? Yes. And they created. Superman as like when Superman was originally created, he was a social crusader. Yeah. He was he was the champion of the oppressed. Yes. Right. So he fought against injustice. He fought against oppressive systems. Yeah. He wasn't an agent of the system. He was an agent against the system. Yes. I so love was, that. Like this this is art as a form of resistance, like comic book art as a form of resistance yeah. and protest and even lament and and subversiveness. I love I love how mythology sometimes serves in that role. It's really cool. Yeah, I've never actually seen that version of Superman on the screen. I would love to, um, yeah. because it, that that's a very different interpretation than we've seen. He's still the idealistic guy, yeah. but to the point of being a social justice warrior. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. and that's a really interesting take on the character. Um, there is a Superman movie being developed by Tanishi Coates. Oh, interesting. Um, um, and he's written some Captain America stories as well. He, I think he helped with the Black Panther movie, the original one. Yeah. And he's yeah. written a script. Um, and DC, one of the things DC are doing now is they're having this, like, they're having the main DC universe, which will have its own Superman, but they're doing this stuff called Elseworlds, which is alternative realities or stories for these mm. big characters. And this is this could be one of them because this is a black Superman story. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there is a black Superman in the comics as well. And I and I would love to see that story because I I feel like this would be a story of Superman as a as an agent against corrupt racist yeah. systems, right? Right. Uh, Which feels so really good. interesting it's, story. Like and yeah. true um, to the original intent in, in some ways. Yeah, you know? it was. That that was who Superman was created to be. And like um, and it was based on the story of Moses. Yes, it wasn't based on the story of Jesus. It was based on the story of Moses, and like where Moses has his parents send him off, like from a dying land, they send him off to safety, and he gets Protect found him. by by you know by the Egyptians, where he becomes like a leader, yeah, um, like a Superman almost, right. Um, and a, and then he leads his people to freedom, right? Yeah, that's the whole idea of Superman, right? That um, that he becomes a champion of a world that's not his own to help help them be free. That's 
that's the whole that was their whole concept around Superman. Like, um, and of course there are similarities to the Jesus story as well. There are because the Moses story is similar to the Superman to the Jesus story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the dual identity piece is really interesting. Moses as both Jewish and Egyptian. Jesus as both God and man. Superman as both you know Superman and Clark Kent and kind yeah, of yeah. the identity dynamic is interesting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a really interesting thing that, and he was created. Superman was created in 1938, so you know that that's an interesting like period in history. Obviously, like when that was all really big, and like, I think what happened is that during World War II, Superman became kind of that all American hero. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Yeah. Because that's what was needed at the time in terms of propaganda yeah. and all of that kind of thing. You know, it was, um, and it's kind of a shame, but, um, but at the same time, like, I don't think the inherent character of Superman has never changed. He's yeah, that's always, right. Yeah. He's always been like the same person, like good, inherently good, sincere, kind, um, wants to protect people and save people and, do the right thing. He's always been that character. Yeah. So that that kind of leads me to the last thing I, I want to ask you is about like this idea of obviously these characters play an important role in our lives. Like mm. they matter. Like we need them. They have a they have a purpose, not just for you individually, although you've done such a beautiful job of speaking to how the story has individually shaped you and 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 comforted you and been a companion to you Mm. there's a social there's a collective role that the stories play for us as a society particularly with superman i think historically you can prove it you know you can prove the role that it played why he was created um how he shaped um the kind of the the cultural zeitgeist of the time um and I, I just worry, I mean, I know we're still making these movie franchises and we're still making television shows with characters and heroes, but I, I, I think about how we're losing some of our collective mythologies because I feel that we, we've now become a culture of individuals, um, a, a culture that where the emphasis is on the individual And we're all entertaining ourselves by making videos of ourselves and uploading them to TikTok. And Mm. we are, I mean, I've read, I I kind of have done a little rabbit hole down the culture of the self-help movement, which is a scary rabbit hole if you've ever been down it. (laughs) Primary messaging within the self-help movement is you are the hero of your own story and you are you are the primary protagonist the the rest of the world are supporting characters in your story you just have to it's this doctrine of self discovery you have to discover who you are and that's the that's the fundamental key to happiness in life and while i i relate to some of that and i don't think all of that's bad because it is important to know who we are and to freely express who we are and to um to know ourselves and to say that we matter, that my story matters, right? It my my story matters as next as as much as the next person. Yeah, I I do think that there's a little bit of a limitation in when we are the heroes of our own story, as opposed to maybe these mythological characters that can serve as guides to greater character or guides to 
a morality or an ethic that is beyond our own making, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know, I'm like concerned in a way that I'm not that stressed because I can't do anything about it. <laughs> but like, you know, it's kind of like, what what's what's happening to our shared heroes? Are we losing yeah, them? I, I agree. I them agree. And that's another reason I love Superman. I'd like Superman back. Is that the idea of, the idea of Superman is not that he can save everybody and everything. Because not even Superman can save everybody because he's just one person. Um, why else, one of the reasons I love Superman is that the whole idea of him is that he inspires everybody else yeah. to be the best version of themselves. Yeah. And when everyone becomes the best version of themselves, we can save ourselves. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why I love that's what I really love about Superman is that like he and I think this is what they'll I think this is what they will try to do in the in the in the DCU. If I if they go where I think they're gonna go, is that he inspires everybody else to be a better version of them of themselves and to yeah. save each other. Yeah. And like like he's not like the kind of the idol that everyone just like you you solve every problem. Yeah. He's like, no, I want you to be able to solve your problems. I want to inspire you to, to all of you to be better because you could, because he believes everybody can be better. Like, and so his example is like, I'm doing what I, what I can with what I have. Yeah. To make the world better. So you can do that too. Like, yeah. That's sure. what he fundamentally believes as a character. Um, yeah. And what I, what I, what I would, this is what I would like to see. I would like him to come into a DC world, which already has superheroes. But a lot of them are kind of more cynical Batman-like superheroes. Yeah. And he inspired all these characters to become better. Better versions of themselves. Over the 10 years of the DCU, he inspires all of these other characters to become better versions of themselves. And then ultimately, maybe he makes the ultimate sacrifice to show who he is. Yeah. And that inspires everybody else to be better. Yeah. Because that's almost like the Superman story in a sense is like, he comes into a world which is quite cynical and shows them you don't have to be this way. Yeah. Well, and that's, that to me is what's so beautiful is because when we decide that I am the, I'm going to serve as the source of my own inspiration, then we lose something as yeah. opposed to looking outside of us and saying, there's, there's another, there's another um, being or another character or another story, a story that's ancient or a story that's old and time honored that can serve as, as an inspiration to me. And then I can then inspire other people. I just, to me, that feels like a more sustainable form of communal inspiration than just looking within and just searching within to find the truth, yeah. the right or the good. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it does. And also I think it's like, it's not at the same time, it's not idolizing one person. Yeah. Like you can have one person who inspires you, but you don't put that person on a pedestal in a sense. You yeah. Use them as inspiration. So instead of, because again, that's another thing in our culture is that we, we idolize individuals and put them on pedestals and think we want to yeah. be like them and that they're, yeah. the, they're the answer. Right. And that's not healthy. Like um, it's like they should be inspiration. Yes. That's absolutely Right, we have role models who inspire us to make us better, but not like I'm going to outsource everything onto them. They're the, they're the answer to everything. 
Yes, they're, yeah. They're, you know, they're, they, they can do that on my behalf, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, um, and almost like put, making them more perfect than they are. And yeah. Rather than just using them as inspiration. The Superman, I think, at his best, is inspiration. He's not like an idol that you put on a pedestal. He And like he wouldn't want to be. Yeah. He wants to be an inspiration well, to people to be better. Like, right. He doesn't see they, that. That's one of the things about Superman. He doesn't see himself as better than anybody else. Yeah. Even though Which he has is, all these powers, he doesn't see himself as any better than anybody else. See, this is why I think he's such a wonderful hero. And I'll, I'm going to show my religious cards right now and say that, like, that's why, yeah, I got to get a little Jesus talk in before I go. James, I always, this always happens to me. I always end up talking about Jesus in the end. But there's something about the character of Jesus that I think does that too. That yeah. like he he was this all powerful God, but then th- what he wanted was to be humble, and he didn't even really want people to know who his like that whole motif of the messianic se- secret that we see in the Gospels of Jesus saying, "Well, I'm going to heal you, but don't tell anybody." And they say, "Well, are you're God. And he's like, well, don't, don't tell anybody because he just kind of wanted to, he wanted to show kindness and teach, teach goodness and teach the right gracious way to live without all the hype of being put up on this pedestal. You know, he knew maybe that time would come, but I think that's why the person of Jesus, he's a a figure, spiritual figure, kind of the, the, the reason I, I I still believe in his divinity is because I, I just think it's, it's this, such a powerful, humble way for a God to present himself. And that's what I like about the super, like I like about Superman is this humble way that he presents himself to the world as like all having all these powers, but not wanting to be put up on a pedestal and just wanting it to use it for good and use to serve people. I don't know. It's just interesting storylines that we see in some of these characters that keep coming back, whether it's Moses or Jesus or Superman of like, we are all, we're all, I think, drawn in by the humble hero, you know? Yeah. Um, and I that's think that's, cool. like, that's, that's, that's the essence of his character really. Um, and yeah. And I think the world needs people like characters like that, you know? Yeah. And that's why I think this, this movie will be successful. You know, like, because they get they get the character, they understand who the character is. Yeah, and James Gunn is a really good storyteller, and if you watch his Guardians of the Galaxy movies, they have a lot of heart. You know, yeah. there's a lot of almost <sighs> sincerity behind them, like sense of family, like children yeah. family, yeah. right? Yeah, and um. And if he applies the same kind of heart to the Superman story, which is all heart, really, like, yeah, yeah, then that's going to be a really great movie. Like, and I'm, and I think, and yeah, and I think if they do it right, I think I always said if you do Superman right, people will absolutely lap it up. They will love. They will go for it. They will absolutely connect with it. Like they will just because they're looking yeah. for it, and sometimes yeah. we don't realize we're looking for it. Yeah. Until well, and that's, it just appears, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's what I wanted all along, you know. I, yeah, and it's interesting when I see you, whether you're tweeting or whatever about like, oh, I'm not sure they're going to get this right, or no, this is going to work for this this Heroes franchise. I understand actually why it matters so much now after this conversation, because the the, the minutia, the details, the characters 
within these stories, the way they're expressed and the character they display, it really matters. Yeah. It matters because they are deeply shaping for us as a culture. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, now I get it. I get why that matters so much. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad. <laughs> Congratulations. You have educated me on all things Superman. <laughs> oh. My mission, my mission is complete. Like, mission accomplished. That's right. <laughs> uh, this has been really great. Again, um, like this kind of this is the second part of the conversation. We've like a two part conversation because last week we talked about Batman and, and and that character, and now we've talked about Superman. And they're two almost complementary characters, contrasting characters, but um, both of whom go through some kind of trauma and grief. Yeah, and both of whom emerges like a hero in their own right you yeah. know and, yeah um but to have to to explore two contrasting characters like this and yeah it's been really it's been really great and there will be more of these episodes with um myself and amanda to come and we're going to explore some other things as well so uh, keep your eyes peeled for those and but um but yeah this has been really great um where where can people find you amanda Oh, they can find me um, on Twitter and Instagram under the handle Amanda Held Opelt. And I got a website, amandaheldopelt.com. I try to keep it simple. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to talk more about this kind of stuff. So thanks. Great. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Anytime. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, And thanks for listening, everybody.